Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome. We are so pleased that you have joined us. It is here that we'll uncover if my guest has had extraordinary discoveries in his life. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by John Park Wheeler. Join me in welcoming Al Cole from CBS. Al Cole from CBS will speak to us today about these three things, how he landed a high level and very successful broadcasting position with CBS Radio, what his music and entertainment division of Al Cole Enterprises is all about, and who are his heroes. Welcome and hello, Al. Thank you for being one of my extraordinary guests. Well, thank you, Rhonda. Really, this is a pleasure to be on your show and talk about uh, some of the things that I'm going to talk about and get it out to your listeners. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, you're so welcome. We're going to have a lot of fun. But how is it that you landed that high level, very successful broadcasting position at CBS Radio? It was through music. Now, see, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, I'm actually a singer, songwriter, musician. And uh, I've uh, been in a lot of bands and signed a lot of major contracts, actually, with uh, recording companies. And back around that turn of the century, you know, around 2000 or so, yes. uh, I was signed to um, what became, uh, you know, kind of like Sony Music. Uh, it involved CBS, it involved Arista, it involved a lot of different record companies and publishing companies and a whole bunch of things. And around that time, there was a lot of disruption, actually, with a lot of contracts. And, uh, and so my not only my contract but my manager and some of my band members and everything were kind of confused as were a lot of other major artists at that time with where is this going you know cbs or sony or arista or you know what's going on mm -hmm. and so because of that confusion there were a lot of bands and that broke up and there were a lot of managerial uh, conflicts and i was not immune to that but I had a good friend at CBS, an executive over at CBS at that time, that said, don't worry, Al. Oh, yeah. Even if things go south a little bit on the music right now, yeah, that's going to come back. But uh, we'll get you a gig at CBS, and you know, you're not going to start at the, at the bottom or anything. You're going to start at a uh, major broadcaster with CBS and all that stuff, and then a consultant and executive. And So I found it very tempting, and I got involved in that. And I never knew that I was going to stay there for 10 years. Wow. And I ultimately stayed there for 10 years because it, you know, it was it was a great gig and it was well paid. And I had a lot of opportunities, of course, not with music, but with broadcasting and also consulting and a lot of other things that I that I did. And then after I actually left CBS, but I still you know maintained a lot of my contacts uh, and formed Alcohol Enterprises, then, you know, I said, well, hey, what about my books and what about my music and all of this stuff and it, it took a while to get things back to normal again with music and my book writing and, and all of that stuff 
But uh, now I'm ready to go again with uh, getting into my music. And I have a great team and wonderful sound uh, people who help me out with uh, plugins and sound engineering. And I do all the creative then. And things are moving again in that right direction. And I still have a lot of support from certain people over at CBS and Sony and all of that stuff, too. So we're looking forward to great things. But that's the saga, Rhonda. That's how it all began with music. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what is the music and entertainment division of Alcohol Enterprises? You know, I'm glad you asked that. I, I love to talk about that because it revolves around my home recording studio. We know that these days, and it's been this way for a few years now, there are a whole bunch of artists that uh, produce their own music within the comfort and uh, the excellence, too, of their home studios. If you want to invest a few thousand dollars in that, well, you can buy some nice plugins, Ozone 9 and Waves and a whole bunch of things that sound engineers know about. But then you have to learn how to use them. And I've been very lucky with my connections on the inside. And I've gathered around me a great team. And then you have to have to some, you know, have something to say musically. Well, what I'm doing is I'm reworking, remastering a lot of the things that I've done over the years and over the past few years. And, uh, and they're sounding great. And also with my team, uh, you know, I'm looking into possibilities of other artists out there and other you know, musicians, particularly songwriters, who want that advantage. Maybe they don't have the bucks to invest uh, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 bucks into their home studio. Well, yeah, maybe I can help them out that way too. First and foremost, it's my music that I'm really getting out there. And then secondarily, other artists who feel that, hey, well, I'm not in the position of doing it myself, but maybe Al Cole <laughs> from, <laughs> yes. from CBS Radio can help. So that's the whole, uh, the whole aspect here to the music aspects of Al Cole enterprises and anybody that wants to get in touch with me there are two ways uh you can just email al at alcolecbs.com and that spells out al at a l c o l e c b s just like columbia broadcasting system at uh, uh, uh dot com and they can also if they go to my website they're going to see al at alcoholic com yes radios came up yeah, my listeners came up with that al we love what you're doing there brother in fact we're hooked on it we're alcoholics so that's another sideline uh, kind of branding of mine alcoholics people who are kind of uh you know a little bit rebellious uh people who are very creative people who are on the cutting edge and they want to be uh alcoholics as well hey email me al at alcoholics Com. So that's uh, the story that way too, Rhonda. Mm -hmm. And do you find uh, or have you found uh, with the pandemic that more and more people are uh, recording from home? Oh, absolutely. And it didn't start with a pandemic. It started before, before. that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. With the plugins and and, you know, the great advance advancements of DAWs, digital uh, audio workshops. And so many people have taken advantage of that. I've been using it now for years because of my CBS involvement. Pro Tools has been a standard. 
and a lot of other things. But the advancements have come on greater and greater over the years. So a lot of people are taking advantage of that. And then sampling, you know, some people who might even start out with samples of uh, drum sounds and bass sounds and everything. It makes it easier these days and a lot more economically feasible for so many people. They don't have to go into a big time studio and record this stuff for big bucks. They can save a lot with their home studios. But I will say with home studios, you really have to have a lot of guidance. Uh, even if you can do many things yourself, if you're very schooled in arrangement and songwriting, et cetera, it doesn't mean you're gonna be able to understand a lot of these plugins. And that is the thing. Uh, there are a lot of consultants out there that are willing and very, very able to help people out with some of the technical ends that uh, a lot of the artists needs these days. That's another thing. You know, I offer at Alcohol Enterprises. But people can do Googling and find other people, maybe even around their areas, but certainly internationally because everything is remote and uh, you know, it's very easy with emailing. Uh, to find people who can really help them on the technical end. This is a very technical business as well as a creative business, Rhonda. Mm -hmm. And so are you talking about, um, for instance, if you're hiring um, a guitar player that they are playing that track in their studio and the drums are playing uh, in another studio with another musician and all the different instruments, just we'll say, and then uh, would your company put all of that together and arrange all of that and master all of that? Oh, yes. That's oh, what you're doing? Okay, I just was wondering yeah. because um, it seems um, it seems like, it, it, well, it's a huge project, and especially when you go, you go into a studio um, to record. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm finding, and, and now you're, you're discussing it today, is that uh, many people, I'm not sure where the vocals are laid down, but uh, many people are, are doing that type of uh, work. Oh, absolutely. That is one of the ways that uh, creations, you know, music, musical creations out there are being put together. And uh, yeah, we, we can be talking about the highest level artists in the world. They're doing it that way uh, in many, many cases. Now, sometimes wow. they're going into regular studios as well, although yes. with the pandemic, it mm -hmm. has limited that. But uh, they're sending each other out, you know, different clips. All right. So this is uh, the guitar line. All right. So this is the bass line. This is drums. This is uh, maybe the vocals and, you know, put it together your way syncing is a big part of this and you know syncing really begins when you start to uh, record something and then when you send it out to somebody else well they're in sync with your sync there are ways to do that and you you can actually produce music that way and make it seem like it's all been done live in the same studio at the same time where it might have been maybe five or six, maybe 10 different studios and different uh, operating systems that then merge together as one. And the results sound great these days with waves, MP3s, everything. And then you hear it on Spotify or SoundCloud or you know Apple Music or one of the other uh, ways, uh, platforms you hear music these days. That is not only a big thing now, but it's gonna be a coming thing into the future. And it will, uh, 
make people independent, much more independent with artists than they used to be 20, 30, 40 years ago. And, uh, and I think it's a great, great thing, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. It sure is. And uh, what about audiobooks? Audiobooks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point, I used to do audiobooks. Uh, you might be talking about audiobooks just in general, or maybe you're asking me if I do audiobooks or whatever, but I, I can answer both. Mm-hmm. Uh, my involvement with audiobooks was uh, maybe about five years ago, five, six years ago or so. Uh, a lot of people used to hire my voice to do audiobooks, but then wow. it uh, audiobooks take a tremendous amount of time, much more than people think. And so I had to charge sometimes uh, seven, eight thousand dollars, ten thousand bucks to do an, an audio book for the average listing of books, you know, which is about maybe. 200, 250 pages, maybe 300 pages or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people couldn't afford that. But I didn't mind because other sources came in with interviewing and consulting and a whole bunch of other things with alcohol enterprises. Uh, So I don't really have much to do with audiobooks anymore. However, speaking generically about audiobooks on Amazon specifically, but then all over the place, Uh, It's a great way to get out the essence of a book in a way that uh, the consumer can easily understand it through the human voice. I'm a big fan of the human voice. And a lot of people just don't have the time or nor the patience to actually read through a book, a hardcover or a softcover, and spend hours and hours trying to do that, consume a book that way where they can just listen to an audio clip for you know, maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour. Uh, although if it's in a complete book, it could be several hours, but it's more enjoyable that way. And guess what? While you're listening to this clip, you could be doing other things. You could be eating, <laughs> yes. you could be having a, you know, a beautiful lunch or a beautiful uh, uh, dinner with uh, the one that you love, if it's a romantic sort of thing. And it gets you right in the mood and actually you're understanding what the author wanted you to understand if it's a, if it's a good read. And there are a lot of wonderful audio books out these days that have great narrators. And so I'm all for that as a consumer and as a professional, I, I go for audio books. I think it's a great advancement in our society and it will be into the future as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. And uh, the biggest benefit is uh, when you're driving. So, well, people aren't driving as much anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, when they're driving, they can be listening to an audiobook. You wouldn't want right. to put a meditation on, though, would you? No, you don't want to cause any accidents <laughs> out there. Uh, That's right. However, I, most audiobooks are not accessed through, you know, when people are actually driving, but they are accessed in people's downtime when they're relaxing sometimes they could be in their car but usually it's when their car maybe is parked at a beach or something like that and i think it's a it's a phenomenal thing and plus that i'm going to clue in your listeners here on something that they may or may not know about with uh, voice to text and also text to voice softwares Mm -hmm. 
there are wonderful softwares out there. They're not, they, they're doing the same thing that audiobooks are. They're converting text to sound, to the human voice. But they're done at a consumer level. You don't have to have a book in order to do this. Balaboka. Now, I don't even know where Balaboka is coming from, but that's actually the, uh, the text-to-voice software that I use. And it's, uh, it's a free download. All you have to do is Google Balaboka, and I'm not even getting paid for this. It's just that I find it to be a great advantage to what I do. You can Google anything you want, any sort of text, and you copy that or you make it into uh, some sort of text document. And then you open it up in Balaboka and automatically it'll read for you. Now, this is not news to a lot of people. We know about transitions with uh, text to voice. However, a lot of people really don't know how to manage it well. If you get Balboca and, uh, and you manage it the right way, you can, you can become a genius overnight. Everything that you ever wanted to learn about, all you do is put the text together, just copy and paste, really. Mm-hmm. And then you just uh, paste it into or open it up into Balaboka or any software that does text to voice and it'll be read for you. And uh, it could be nuclear physics, Rhonda, nuclear mm-hmm. physics, yes. all right, or anything else or romance or whatever. And now, whoa, you're getting down. You're learning. It's a college education out there for everybody. I'll tell we're in the 21st century, people. Take advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's just incredible uh, the amount of things that you can Google. Well, you can Google anything and everything. Uh, absolutely. If you don't have the time to read it, hey, well, you know, voice to uh, text to voice is your way out. And a lot of people are doing that. But I think there are a lot of people who aren't doing that too. And uh, the more people who educate themselves these days, the better this society is going to be. And notice I said educate themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about going to school, although that's not a bad thing. I ain't talking about enrolling in your local community college, although that ain't a bad thing. I'm talking about educating yourself, people. And that's what I'm all for. You know, the education and edification of our human family. Everything that I do is about that, man. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Who are your heroes? All right. Now, going into that. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> You're going to know. You know okay. I'm going to tell you. My heroes start with the people who I know. My mother and father, the two people that brought me into this world, they're my biggest heroes. And my son, Benji Cole, who does all the interviewing now with people of distinction. He's with my mother and father and Benji. I mean, that they're the biggest heroes that I have. I know them. They're part of me. They're part of my cellular memory because they're part of my DNA and I'm part of their DNA. Mm-hmm. And I have seen deep looks in their eyes. And I have even corresponded with a lot of their inner passions through just being close to them. Sometimes they don't even have to say a word. Your biggest heroes, people, should be the people who you know the best, the people who have supported you, the people who have prompted you and inspired you to do some of the great work that you're currently doing. I believe in heroes at that level. And then, of course, 
my romantic heroes, women, have taught me so much. And my relationships, my love relationships with women, they're my heroes. Love doesn't have to go out the door when you break up or end a, a relationship. It lives in your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so women, even if I don't have any relationship going with them now, but I used to in the past, they still live in me. They're still my heroes. Even if we went downhill at a certain time, I think of all of the beauty that they've given to me. And that's hero stuff right there. If we go beyond that, I've traveled all around this country. I've lived in every single state of this country for X amount of time Fantastic. in my travels. Yeah. And I've met so many wonderful people. I think I've met more people in this country and around the world than most other people will ever meet in their lifetime. I've gathered heroes from that with conversations that I've had with people who I don't even remember their name anymore. And it could have been at an airport, maybe a 10 minute conversation where somebody has really touched my soul. These are the heroes. Now, most people seem, if you ask them who their heroes are, they'll usually go to major mass media. Oh, yeah, well, this, uh, this musician, this singer, this star, this basketball player, whatever. Yeah. This, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that they can't be heroes. I'm saying look first to the people that you know, the people who you have lived with, comported with, the people who have gotten to your soul. They're your heroes. And once we start doing that, now our human family becomes our heroes. Everyday people are our heroes. And as everyday people come together as heroes of each other, we can change this world to something much more positive than it is now and than it ever was. Heroes begin with you and all the people who have helped to create who you are. That's what I say about heroes. Mm-hmm. And when you say about uh, a knowingness uh, from Benji and from your parents, is that like, um, like an intuition knowing, a feeling that you get, uh, knowing about their passion? Well, it certainly is that. It certainly is intuitive. It certainly is something about understanding through conversations and just through, you could say, energy forces, mm -hmm. love energy forces, uh, understanding who they are and who you are. However, I'm going to tell you something that maybe a lot of people don't ever say. It begins before you were born, people. Now, who were you before you were born? Whoa. How about answering that question? Not too many people even think about that. They think about, well, now that I'm an adult or now I'm a teenager or now I'm even nine or 10 years old or something. Uh, I'm me. Now nah, you were me before you were born. And what that means is you had a goal. You had a destiny. Even before you were born, you could have been someplace else. And reincarnation might come into it, but it, I'm not even talking necessarily about reincarnation. I'm talking about the essence of who you are even before you came out of that birth canal. Who were you? If we start thinking about that even more, what was I put here for? What is life all about? Why am I even alive and talking and dreaming and everything and whoa? Then we can find out certain answers about everybody because everybody had to come from the same source. And if we start to find answers in terms of who we are as individuals, we're gonna say, I can relate to everybody else now. 
no matter if I like that person or don't like that person. I can relate to that person because that person came from the same source as me. Who were you before you ever were born? That's a big question to answer. And I'm going to answer it this way. Yes. You, were, you were love. You were love, people. Love is the biggest factor in this world. Everybody knows that. But everybody also knows that we don't spend enough time on love. We spend more time on money interests, gathering up money, our jobs and, you know, this and that and financial issues. Well, what house are we going to buy? What car are we going to invest in? But every once in a while, people get back to the roots. What do you love and why do you love that? And what preceded love? We can't think of anything that preceded love. And so love becomes a God in and of itself. And you could say a goddess, God and goddesses. We are. And we were meant to be that way with love. And when we come together, sometimes literally so, we now recreate the essence of that beauty of love from whence we came, even before we were born. But certainly when we were born and we looked around as babies, we said, wow. I made it. I'm here. I'm actually alive. And in our life process, we looked around and said, I love you, life. Thank you for inviting me in. What can I do for you? At that point, we're at our acme of accepting love into our lives. And people, don't worry about if you go downhill because of societal interests. You have a heart and soul that preceded society. And your heart and soul can guide you with that love that you initially had even before you were born from that creative spark of love. Whoa. Understand it. Live by it, people. I live by that, Rhonda. So thank you mm -hmm. for that question. Mm -hmm. Well, and I also think that if people knew how to love themselves and if they got in touch with the true essence of their being, even at the cellular level, um, and they could discover why they are here and they loved while why they were here and they did the work that they're supposed that they were to come here to do that the world would be a better place don't well, you think absolutely and one of the methodologies that i I've, I've used i've done a lot of things and you know i, I some people have called me a spiritual teacher as well wonderful uh, and my books are very spiritual. Uh, one of the exercises, so to speak, is look at your hand, people. And it wouldn't make any difference whether it's the right hand or the left hand. But look at that hand. And as you look at your hand, bring it closer to your heart. Don't touch your heart yet with your hand. But as it approaches your heart a little bit more, lift up your hand a little bit to your lips kiss your hand as you kiss your hand you are sending that beautiful vibration of love to your hand you're accepting your hand as a being in and of itself not even a part of you anymore and that hand is saying thank you thank you for the love that you're giving me right now by honoring the fact that i've been helping you out 24 7 <laughs> all of these years and this mm -hmm. is the first time that you've ever acknowledged that with kissing me. Your hand is talking to you right now. You've just kissed your right hand or your left hand. 
as you kiss your hand and it's it's swelling up with that beautiful love energy your hand is now you touch your hand to your heart the heart is the biggest magnetic area electromagnetic area of the body and as your hand kisses your heart with that beautiful kiss that you've given your hand it creates that beautiful love energy now within it's like now you're swept into your own body mm -hmm. and at that point this is visual at that point and it really does work as you're swept into your own body through that electro electromagnetic area of your body being your heart first you're like you can go downstream as some of the songs have talked about you can actually go downstream. Let's say you're on the, your bloodstream right now and you see a white blood corpuscle and you shake hands with that, you know, metaphorically with that white blood corpuscle and, and you say, wow, you're the guy that saved my life last night. That's what blood corpuscles, white blood, blood corpuscles is supposed to do. That white blood corpuscle, which is part of you, but independently now is saying, thank you for thanking me for saving your life last night. Yes, I'm here 24 seven for you. You can investigate your own inner parts, your own inner reality physically right now. And you don't need a doctor to do that. You can keep yourself well just by kissing your right hand or your left hand, honoring a part of your body and then touching your heart and creating that beautiful electromagnetic connection inwardly. And as you do that, each one of your cells becomes individualized. It's an individuated system at that point where you are saying, wow, all of these trillions of cells that make up me, they are beings in and of themselves, not just in me, but on the outside. And now the whole world the whole universe becomes cellular that way. There's actually no division now between your cells and other people's cells or the cells on the outside of even the TV screen that you're looking at right now. It's all pulsing, pulsating mm -hmm. in terms of a vibrational energy that is you and is the other of you. And as you get to know you, you get to know the other of you. And as you get to know the other of you, now the other is not a stranger anymore, is not someone or something that you have to fear. Now you can go through the world and life and even the universe fearlessly and say, You're, I understand you. Even if I'm supposed to be, if I was trained to be afraid of you, I don't have to be. You are me. You're the other of me. And I proved it through my cellular invention of myself, my own inner body that is individuated. And part of it is you. And part of you is me. Now, that's Zen stuff right there. But it's all in my book, Romance for Women, and also The Spirit of Romance. All of these things I've been writing about for years. And now I'm going to get them out there, Rhonda. And you're going to help. <laughs> yes. And that is so powerful. What a powerful lesson. Um, I'm sure the listeners are going to listen to this podcast a couple of times so that they can follow that meditation that you gave us. That's a very powerful meditation. And I'm really glad that you've um, talked about your books. I wanted you to talk about um, your books. Yeah, you know, Romance for Women 
that came out a number of years ago, actually when I was still at CBS. And CBS actually took a big interest in that because at that time I had some great social media going and mostly women who, uh, who really got involved in my social media and with my books and with the creative output that I was doing, including music uh, at that point. And then CBS started to uh, recognize that. And uh, I had my own syndication for a while uh, called Love Tips with Al Cole. And nice. it was, yeah, it was actually based around a lot of the things that I've been talking about, but, but particularly romantic love between a man and a woman or uh, man and a man, a woman and a woman uh, who are each other's significant others and how to treat your significant other in the most beautiful and passionate way and loving way. And it became actually very, very popular at CBS at that time. And there were people who uh, would email me for, you know, I guess, relationship uh, answers. And uh, I would e email them back. And so I put this book together at that time, Romance for Women. It was a compilation of, uh, of love poetry to women. And at the same time, a lot of the philosophical insight that I've been uh, actually delineating in this conversation and, uh, and a whole bunch of other things with Romance for Women. And it did hit the New York Times bestselling list. Uh, I saw at, that, yes. Yeah, at that time. And uh, I followed, I haven't really had a chance to follow it up so much, even though I've written other things after that, the spirit of romance, the culprit, and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, the, but I haven't had the opportunity until now Form, formulating the opportunity through Alcohol Enterprises of actually getting a lot of my books out there as well. So that's another aspect of Alcohol Enterprises, getting my music out there that's been on hold for a number of years because of my success at CBS, mm -hmm. and also getting my books out there uh, and maybe even putting a second version of Romance for Women together under Alcohol Enterprises uh, because I think it's the right time for that in our human society with a lot of the contentiousness that's going on. The main thing that can bring us together is to understand that we still have one thing in common. We were all born to begin with. We all started out as babies and that baby wanted to do nothing but just love. Didn't even think about hatred or contentiousness. If we can get back to the innocence of love and that's what I'm into then we're going to do a lot better in our society. So that's what my books are about as well. Mm -hmm. And with the whole shift in human consciousness, uh, I believe that uh, you're going to be right on track and, and at the exact time, uh, because that's what's needed right now. Well, it certainly is. Uh, it's needed big time, uh, more than any other time in our history. And the biggest reason is because our population keeps growing. And I'm not just talking about the United States. We live on a planet of human beings and human beings don't stop within the borders of the USA. There are human beings in Africa. Yeah. There are human beings in Asia. There mm -hmm. are human beings, of course, in Europe and in Central and South America, all around the globe, there are human beings. And we are all the same when it comes down to how we were put here 
what our passions are, what our hopes and dreams are. We need to understand that we are a human family. And more than ever, because there are so many people on this planet, and it's always growing, it's never diminishing. We need to incorporate everybody in this. It needs to go beyond national boundaries, and it needs to go beyond just the phase of talk. It needs to go into that phase of relating through energy. Now, this is a big factor. This mm -hmm. is in the works right now. I've had people on my syndicated show, people of distinction, that talk about harnessing human energy yes. in ways that, wow, we can correspond, not even using words anymore, but our beautiful energy and our beautiful love energy. A prayer has something to do with this. If you say a prayer for somebody, you're transporting energy out to that individual. If you say a prayer for two people, now you're hopefully uh, connecting two people as well as you in that beautiful love bondage of energy, that love bond of energy. And that's another aspect with digital media and with the internet. We have come a step closer, maybe five or six steps closer to mm -hmm. creating energy with people who don't even know each other, people who are not looking at each other, people who can't touch each other physically, but they can certainly touch each other energetically. We, pre we prove it every single day with our websites, with our emails, with our webinars, with our podcasts, mm -hmm. with everything that we do that we couldn't have done 30, 40, 50 years ago through the internet. We are creating energy and social media has something to do with it too. Let's not create negative energy, people. We don't mm -hmm. need to do that through our social media. We need to create Nexies, the positive energy that now we can energize our, in, our inside body to say, wow, I love you. I'm a part of you. And our inside body mechanisms through that beautiful energy that cells have, we can pervade the universe with I love you. I'm a part of you. Why wouldn't I love a part of me that is now you? Yeah, let's do that. You are so inspiring. You know, our listeners are just going to be feeling so much love uh, from listening to you. Uh, you're so inspiring. You have a, a way of putting all your words together. You're so gentle. And I, uh, I'm just... I'm feeling it from you. So thank you very much. What a special um, time and tender time that we're having. What ex extraordinary discovery have you found in your life, Al? You know, one of the extraordinary discoveries that I found is when you have, and this is only one of many, many, many extraordinary uh, discoveries, mm -hmm. discoveries, but if you have at least one other person outside of yourself that you could say means even more than you mean to you, somebody that you would be willing to give up your life for, in other words, die for, mm -hmm. you're really living life to the fullest. Uh, I could say that about my son. I could say mm -hmm. that about my mother and father. I can actually say that 
about many other people, women in my lives. Uh, we need to grow outside of our own ego. Yes. We all know that, at least intellectually. We've all heard the terms and, you know, paying things forward, whatever terms indicate that. The action speaks louder than the words do here. The action is interaction. The action is meditation, but it doesn't have to be a formal meditation. The action is really in constructing something on the outside that you can look at and say, that represents my heart and my soul. A few years ago, we might have called it Benjway, but I call mm -hmm. it my chapel. I actually have a chapel in my home. And that chapel is an area of my home that has pictures and designs that are very close to me, pictures of all of my loved ones, designs that have been with me for years and beautiful colored lights and all of that. And I can visit it. In fact, I visit it all the time, just you know, going from one room to the other sometimes. And it's also part of my video studio. And when we have something outside of ourselves that represent the very best of who we are yes. and what's better than a human being, but we can also have articles outside of ourselves, physical beings like that chapel. And if we have each one of us a chapel, and it doesn't have to be a constructive one, but something, something that you can touch and say, wow, this represents me. And when I touch it, I feel closer to me energetically. I feel that love energy protruding more and more bubbling up within me. Now you can pass it out to other people through prayer. And I'll leave it this way. When you say a prayer for somebody, not just you, not just your, you know, your uncle or your aunt or your mother and father, your sister, brother, or your children or whatever, or your wife or husband, but say a prayer, not only for somebody that you don't know, but say, say a prayer every once in a while for somebody that you don't even like, people. Now, this is new. Uh, if there's somebody that maybe has uh, mixed you up a little bit, ah, boy, that person is confusing. That person, I don't like that person. Well, say a prayer for that person. Say a prayer of forgiveness even. Not necessarily just forgiveness of that person for maybe offending you or whatever. Say a prayer for the forgiveness of you because you have offended people in the past. Nobody gets through life without doing that. And say a prayer both for you and anybody that's ever offended you who you don't like. Bring that prayer together with that individual and also in the name of somebody that you do like. Hey, you know, uh, Joe, this prayer goes out to you. I know that I don't like you, but boy, you know, I know I have to love you <laughs> because mm -hmm. that's the way life is. And this prayer goes out not just to me, from you, from me to you, but also my Aunt Martha, who I dearly love. I'm bringing her into the loop and now her love energy is touching yours, too. And uh, Joe will get back in touch and say thank you, even energetically so. And thanking Aunt Martha, too. And now there are three people weaving in that beautiful love energy. And maybe it could be a million, a trillion. Who knows? We all think that there are people on this planet that we don't like and we've never met. Bring all those people together through prayer, people. 
especially the ones that you think have offended you. And maybe they haven't done anything except exist. And maybe it's major mass media who is making you dislike them, but like them and love them through that article outside of you that you say, wow, this is really the love energy of me, the embodiment. Call it your chapel. Call it your son, your daughter, your, your significant other, your mother, father, whatever. And bring everything that you love into that loop. And you're going to find, whoa, you're uplifted. That's what I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, and um, because anger, when you're angry with other people, you're actually damaging yourself. Oh, yes. Right? And, and some people don't realize that that you're damaging your cell cells uh, within your body and you're damaging your psyche. And I so subscribe to what you have just said because it changes people's lives. You know, you're approaching people with loving kindness instead of, um, you know, having anxiety when you're talking to people. That's right. Do you yeah. feel that you've been called out? I do. Now, we can framework that word call mm-hmm. into so many different areas of life. Uh, now, first and foremost, as I probably had indicated or said flat out earlier in the show, we're all called because we're all born to begin with. And that's a calling in and of itself. The special calling that you're talking about that I know you're referring to, uh, I feel that as well. I feel that I have certain abilities, certain talents, and certain directions that I've taken all through my life that could at this point in our human family development be of great worth to our human family. I've expressed a lot of that on this great show, and I want to express more and more of it on other great shows and really contribute to a lot of the other greatness that other people callers, so to speak, have contributed to our human family over the years. Whether we go back to ancient times and some of the things maybe that Buddha had been called to do and had done, or Jesus Christ, or uh, the ancient Greeks, it could be maybe Socrates, uh, Plato, Aristotle, or whatever. Anybody who we think of as a master of not just love or philosophy, but also communication, the way that they have individually phrased it, put it. Now it touches our heart and soul. I want to be a part of that. And if that's my calling, and I believe it is, then yes, Mm -hmm. I do believe that I've been called as a communicator of what I believe is everybody's belief. And some people can phrase it better than others. Just in this show, I think I phrased it pretty well. And so I'm oh, yes, calling. You did. That's my calling, Ron. Yes, thank you. And that's my calling, to phrase it this way, to touch the hearts and souls of our human family in the ways that others who frame it well have touched the heart and soul. That is my calling. So thank you for putting it that way. I appreciate it, Rhonda. Well said. Well said. Well, thank you to my extraordinary guest, Al Cole. I've enjoyed 
I've enjoyed this conversation so much, and I'm sure that we could talk and I could interview you for another hour. I'd love to do that, um, but we're in constraints here of the show. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Al? Yeah, just my contact information again. Sure, yes. Uh, so that listeners know how to get in touch with me if uh, they've been touched by this show. Uh, it's al at alcolecbs.com. That's al at alcolecbs.com. CBS is just like Columbia Broadcasting System. You can also reach me at, uh, this is my brand email, al at alcoholic.com. And that's spelled A-L at A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C.com. And uh, my CBS radio listeners, I'll always hail them. They came up with that. Al, we love what you're doing there, brother. In fact, we're hooked on it. We're alcoholics. So reach out to me. And if you forget both of those email addresses, all you really have to do is just Google the name Al Cole, A-L-C-O-L-E. Last name is C-O-L-E. And pages will come up on a Google search, including my website. And uh, you can always contact me. You'll find a lot of contact information online. Well, thank you very much. I love alcoholic. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'm so proud of that. And I'm so proud that my listeners actually came up with that and not me. So thank you so much uh, for that, uh, that accolade, Rhonda. Thank you. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thank you so much, Al. Thank you. This has really been a pleasure and uh, all the best to you and your wonderful show, Rhonda. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. 